we are in a series called Me, Myself, and iPhone, and we're going to wrap it up tonight. So here's um, some things that I want to talk about here real quick. Um, We've been talking about screens and technology, um, and some of you are like this whole time, you're like, I don't have any screens in my life, so it's kind of nuts that we're talking about this because I don't, I don't have any of that kind of stuff. So, and some of you are like, maybe a little bit, I should like shrink my screen time. We were even in the back where the band were talking. So the band over the course of the series, I'm going to blow your spot up, sorry. Um, they have been looking at their screen time consistently over. So are you guys seeing it going up or going down or a little bit of both? A little bit of both? Who's going? Alex is going way up. I went down. Mine is, mine is like, what is your, does anyone know their like average screen? This isn't yell it all out at the same time. Does anyone happen to know their average screen time? Eight hours a day? Woof. Brayden? Huh? Attaboy. Isabel? Four. Caleb? Three and a half. Ashton, are we on speaking terms right now? Do you really want to like, you really want to do this right now? I'm just kidding. What's yours? I'm just kidding. I want to know. Four? I can't read that. I'm 39 years old. Zero? Yeah. Is that true? That's great. That's great. Okay. Y'all just yell it all out at the same time. One, two, three. Okay. Okay. So, I'm sitting right at four hours. I'm sitting right at four hours, which is down 25% from last week. So, I guess you could say I'm getting better, I guess. Four hours seem like maybe a lot. Um, But let me show you. Here's what I love about this series is that when I was your age, we didn't have all of the social media. So we're talking a little bit about social media tonight. We didn't have all that. And the reason I say that is because when we did dumb stuff, no one posted it. And no one talked about it. And it wasn't immortalized, right? So now, it's interesting. Um, we, we, um, my wife and I were in college when Facebook released. And um, I think MySpace released just a little bit before that. Uh, maybe there's, there's some other little small sites that maybe you don't know a ton about. But um, Facebook was a really big deal. It started on college campuses, and then it grew. But here's the reason I bring up Facebook, which, by the way, did you know that of all that, which one, I mean, like, think of all the social media platforms. We've talked about them here on Wednesday nights. Which one do you think has the most users right now? It's Facebook. It's Facebook by a mile. And um, so, shh. Y'all got to, when I do when I do that, y'all got to know to kind of chill it back down when it's time. Um, so it's Facebook by a mile. Um, TikTok is gaining popularity. TikTok has the most downloads, but as far as the most users, um, Facebook is still the winner. And Facebook, every once in a while, has this thing show up because it's like immortalized where we're like Snapchat. It's like you do it and then it disappears. It doesn't disappear. Um, but Facebook it keeps all your old stuff. And then on that day, 20 years later, it shows you how stupid you were 20 years ago. It shows you all kinds of stupid stuff that you said. And so we were kind of like the first generation that didn't realize we kind of needed to like 
maybe not say everything that we're feeling on social media uh, because it's like very, it's very permanent, it's very eternal. But the, um, I, I, brought, I brought some toys here. These are not for you, I'm just showing you. Um, aw, so annoying. <laughs> when my kids make that noise, I'm like, just get out. Just leave, leave the house. Um, so this uh, right here is, um, it's not just a camera. This is an underwater camera, so this is a really big deal. These were really hard to come by back in the day. And so if we're going to go take a picture of some fish or whatever. Um, so yeah, so underwater camera there. Let's see, what else do I have? Does anyone know what this is? Yeah. What's happening right now? What's happening right now is absolutely awful. I have no desire. Um, I have no. I will end fuse early if you keep doing that. That's obnoxious. Yeah, it's a tape. Um, this used to be the main method of watching movies, and so um, our generation we went to a little store like named Blockbuster on Friday night. And when your mom or dad took you to Blockbuster and then maybe you got like some Butterfinger Bites in a video game, let me tell you, best weekend ever. Like it's, it's on. Like you're watching a movie, you're playing video games. There is nothing else to do that weekend. So like cassette tapes, big deal. Um, I don't have any of my cassette tapes still. Um, we do have a, uh, this is, what is this called? This is not a DVD player. CD player. This is called a Discman. How do I how do I open it? Do I just pop it? No, that's like it's been a minute, you guys. Okay, so I seriously don't. How do you open it? Yeah, you guys are saying there's a button on the side. I'm aware that there's a button on the side. I guess there it goes. Okay, <laughs> that's what I get. That's what I get. So yeah, and um, these were amazing. Do you know what I found out today? That, do you, when do you think CDs were invented? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask the leaders. So I see Christy, I see Jess. Shh, kids, shh. When do you think CDs were invented? Huh? 1982. Are you kidding me? There were CDs. Well, it's kind of like the PC was invented a long time before you ever had a PC in your house. And compact discs were invented, A, before I was born, and B, long before we were buying them. So this was a big deal. And then, um, best of all, I have three, <laughs> I have three examples. This. <laughs> oh, man! Let me tell you how cool you were if you had one of these, okay? I have three. I have three. This is a Nokia. Woo! You could play snake on these. It's a really big deal. And then um, I, I need you to know that when you're all yell at the same time, that's uh, I can't understand anything you're saying. Um, so if you're wondering, and then here's this. This is an old AT&T. It's not exactly a BlackBerry. It's kind of like a mini version of a BlackBerry. What on earth? Yes, what? I am never giving you one. Never. 
Like this is in the vault, okay? This is in the Cox household vault. These are our, our old phones, okay? Um, this was this was yours, right, Christy? This is your Sprint phone. Pardon me. We need to find a charger. Someone buy me a charger. There's got to be a charger. Jackie Chance House. Long story. We'll talk about it later on the pavers if you're interested. Not doing questions right now. There's, I'm sure there's a million things. So, so yeah, there's all these old pieces of technology that, that we've just kind of hung on to. And listen, and none of them were like interconnected or like social, right? They weren't really internet. If you wanted to um, text somebody with those phones, you had to use something called T9. Is anyone aware of what T9 is? It's awful. It is awful. Um, so it's like if you want to hit a certain letter, and you know how the letters are kind of coincide with the numbers, and so you've got to go like click, click, click. That's one letter, right? And then you go to another one, click, click. It's like Morse code, and and it was a big deal to us. We were texting each other, okay? But it's not like what you have. So I'm just saying, like, be happy with what you have, right? Even if you're like, my iPhone's like two years old. It's so it's a dinosaur. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's fine, okay? So here's what here's what's even more interesting. I I did a little digging and I found some inventions that these are all Apple products um, that you may not have ever heard of, okay? So um, let's just kind of show the first one on the screen. This was in 1994. This was Apple's take on a camera. Anyone, anyone in the back ever heard, had an Apple quick take? Never? I've never heard of these things, okay? The next one, um, this is an Apple Newton, which is like a... Now, does anyone know what this is? Just off the top of their minds, the leaders probably do. Palm Pilot. That's right, Brian. Did you own one of these? You own the Dell version. So I've never heard of an Apple Newton. Imagine if, like, they never came out with the iPhone. It was like, look at this piece of machinery right here, right? Steve Jobs walks out and goes, you're going to be amazed at this revolutionary new product, which he does literally every time, even if it's not all that revolutionary. So next, this is even older, uh, an Apple tape backup in 1987 was, was released. So we would do things like, and listen, videotapes or like even cassette tapes. You know what cassette tapes are? They're for music. And so we would um, make uh, mixtapes as kids listening to the radio, I had a little clock radio, and so I'd stick a, black, a blank tape in there, and I'd record. You can do the same thing with your, with your VHS tape, big revolutionary technology, and you're like, did they not have Netflix? No, they did not have Netflix. You weren't even around when Netflix was like only DVDs, and you had to wait for the mailman to bring the DVDs to your, that was Netflix. So here's why I say all that, okay? Here's why I say all that. Technology has come a long way. I said at the very beginning of the series that 
I think the biggest difference between my generation, I'm 39, and your generation, you know, middle school, high school, is the technological advances. You guys were born in a world where all of these new advancements have, have happened. Now, what's funny is my youth pastor probably said the same thing to me. He was like, do you know what we listened to when I was a kid? They were eight tracks, you know, or something like that. Um, so every generation has it. Here's a prediction. You will tell um, kids this in 30 years. You will just repeat those things because us adults in the room, here's, we find ourselves saying the exact same things our parents used to say, right? The exact same things. It's just a new generation. So technology is, is super different. And, um, and so we want to talk about how to uh, deal with it. Now, what I want to talk about specifically is social media uh, for just a moment, just a moment. Um, and um, again, just raise your hand real quick if you're like on social media in any form, in any form. Okay, cool. So this is applicable. Okay, cool. So, it, and if you're not, I don't want you to be like, oh, this isn't for me. This is super for you. Okay, it's for both crowds. Because those of us who have been on social media for a while have found the pitfalls of social media. And um, those of you who haven't yet, um, we want to maybe avoid some things. So one of the things that we talked about a few weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, it was last week, we talked about discerning what you're watching and what you're listening to, okay? And there was a term that I did not give you that I'm going to give you tonight that is a term that I think is going to be very important, and you're probably going to hear me say it again, and it's digital discernment. Digital discernment. Um, what I said is this, this is, you know, the, um, again, there's the most popular app right now, which is Facebook, meaning it has the most users, but the most popular app and the most downloads right now is TikTok, and TikTok is by definition like a lack of digital discernment. And so what you have to be able to do when you're, when you're looking at TikTok is you're like, when you swipe, you have no idea what's coming next. You know, with Facebook at least, um, you know, we got used to this place where like, okay, so I know them, I friend them, and then my newsfeed is all people that I know and people that I'm friends with. Now, I'm curious, <clears throat> those of you who are on social media, um, do you follow influencers on social media? These could be celebrities, movie stars, athletes. Um, I don't mean just like influencers where they're like those people on social media. But um, people are making lots of money doing just that online. Um, and so uh, a lot of people are following at least one influencer on their, on their timeline and stuff like that on their different profiles. And so it creates this kind of funny picture of what social media is like real, real life versus kind of social media life. And so um, here's, here's the thing that I want you to be thinking about as we're thoughtful about, again, we, we said this last week, why don't you be thoughtful about the amount of time that you spend on apps and thoughtful about the content that you put on apps. What we want to say tonight specifically about social media, just one major thing about social media, and it's going to be on the screen, is that we want you to like be careful about the words that you use when you post. Okay, think before you post. Because these things are like wildly eternal and permanent. Okay, now, some of you in the room are like, this seems like I don't really get it. Is this in the Bible? Is this whatever? Think of all the ways that social media could hurt you. 
Okay, so in a sense, we've been talking about what you're watching, what you're consuming and what you're doing, all that kind of stuff. But the interesting nature about social media is that you're also putting stuff out there in the world as well. So this is one of those moments where you might be tempted to like point at a neighbor or giggle or laugh. Uh, I'm going to ask you not to do that. But this is this is specifically when you think about um, how you talk about someone else online. This is specifically thinking about the words that you use that uh, literally like describe who you are. And really, this is like on and off social media. So here's, here's what I've, I've learned over the years. I'm going to step on your toes just a little bit. There's times where people come and talk to me and they say, is so-and-so go to your youth group? And I'm like, yeah, I like, they're awesome. They come Sundays, Wednesdays, go to camp with us, they're amazing. And they say, have you ever heard stories about what they're like in school? And I'm like, No. I bet they're amazing, though. And they're like, huh, let me inform you. You know what I mean? And what happens is, is that people kind of have this lifestyle of, well, I'm going to behave in church, but when I'm not in church, I'm going to kind of go be myself. And so what that tells me is, is that we haven't had real, like, life change or, like, heart change about some of the things that we would say that matter the most to us in Scripture. So all the things that Jesus talks about, we ought to take to heart. Everything that Scripture talks about, we ought to take to heart, and that ought to reflect out of our words. So it's interesting, though, that sometimes um, what we've learned is that people will um, never say something in person, but they'll say all of those things online behind a keyboard. Um, maybe that's you. Maybe you're like, well, I mean, I'm not right in front of you, so it's whatever. Um, and in a funny way, this happens when um, I hear about, like, dating conversations starting over texting. My goodness, like, let's get with the program. You're talking to a real person. Let's, like, be brave enough uh, to actually face-to-face. Like, guys, ask a girl out on a date face-to-face, okay? Now, middle schoolers, I'm not talking to you because you can't take a girl on your bike to um, uh, the local restaurant. Um, but what I'm talking about, like, in a more serious way, I lost you, I know. What I'm talking about in a more serious way is that sometimes we'll say the ugliest things when someone's not right in front of our face. And there's a little bit of like a fear thing there, meaning like you're afraid of what they're going to think of you. You're afraid of how they're going to react. You're afraid of how they're going to think of you or how, how they're going to realize maybe you've been holding a secret and all of a sudden they know it. And so if you're having those kinds of conversations online or in person, if I can just help you understand something, Um, that's not helpful. That's not helpful to you. It's not helpful to anyone else. Here's an interesting stat I learned. One in 10 people fail a social media screening when applying for a job. You know what that means? When you apply somewhere, and I guarantee your future employers will be watching this, okay? Um, I'll just be really, like, flat-out honest with you. And I don't even know if Nikki knows this, but, like, I was for sure looking at your social media profile when we were, like, trying to hire you. And I for sure did not even schedule interviews with people because I went to go check out their social media profiles. I was like, oh, so that's not the kind of uh, vibe we're looking for here, right? I saw um, dudes that looked like they were straight out of the frat house um, with just, like, you know, just like party guys and stuff like that. I saw people using language that I didn't think was appropriate. I saw all kinds of things. And so they didn't even get an interview, right? And I'm going to just tell you, that's like real life. And so whatever you decide to post, uh, just understand, like, the world's going to see it. 
And then even if it's one of those, like, well, it disappears. Or it's a, it's a private message. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, it shows up in real life. So here's, here's maybe a rule of thumb. Like, make sure that whatever you do, and really, again, this is in person and online, make sure that if the whole world were to see it, you'd be like, yeah, I'm okay with, with them reading that. Or if you decide to talk about someone, imagine that person reading it and imagine their reaction and think, would that be kind? Would that be compassionate? Would that be Christ-like? Okay? It's something to think about. Um, James chapter 1, verse 19 says, this is a good rule of thumb. Let everyone be... Verse, yeah. Nope, James should be there. Maybe not. Okay, I'll just read it to you. Uh, James 1, 19. Let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Quick to hear, or quick to listen, or quick to just shut your mouth. And slow to speak and slow to anger. Anyone in here got a real, like, anger problem? And something can set you off just, like, with a quickness? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we need a little extra grace in that way, right? <laughs> I see you guys. I, uh, all right, gotcha. So we, we need a little extra grace, but we also need a little bit of extra obedience to Christ. I'll tell you, one of the things that, that we talked about um, a couple series ago is how we need to um, take our thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ and so what that means is, is over the course of a day, maybe this is something you do kind of in your nighttime routine. You're getting ready for bed. Uh, you're kind of slowing down, and you're thinking, like, what did I say, and was it honoring God? How did I use my words, and was it honoring God? Now, listen, people are going to hurt you, too. And so that's why we say, like, digital discernment is from talking about online. You should be very cautious about what profiles you're on. Uh, sorry, who you friend and what kind of platforms you're on and what kind of content you're taking in. And then in real life, we're talking about like your circles, the, the people that are closest to you. If they're edifying you, which is building you up, or if they're tearing you down, right? But, but we're kind of talking about both. We're talking about if you're going to be on social media, we want you to be thoughtful about the, there's, there's two things that I'm asking you to do. Do you remember the amount of time? And the content, okay? And that's called digital discernment, meaning you're thinking wisely about those decisions. Because if you're the kind of person that's just kind of like, well, I just kind of watch whatever. Like someone told me to watch something. Someone told me to listen to something. I had, I had um, someone tell me to listen to a song, and I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like I ripped my earbuds out because like the first words were like, not God-honoring. I'll just say that, you know? And I was thinking, man, I wish you wouldn't have suggested that. Like I don't want that in my head. I don't want that stuck in my head. I want scripture stuck in my head. I think about the verse in Psalms. I can't remember where it is. But I've hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I think it's in Psalm 119, maybe 105 or 11 or something like that. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. For me, that's the verse. That if I pour a scripture into my heart, then those words that are coming out of me ought to be like scripture-related, God-honoring things to say and ways to behave. Okay, um, there is one more verse I wanted to show you. Psalm nineteen fourteen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable 
in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. May let the words of my mouth, the literal words and the meditation of my heart. I think sometimes we're like, well, I thought it, but I didn't say it. And we're like, oh, congratulations. The whole Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is saying, you've heard it said, right? Love, love your friends, love your neighbors or whatever, but I'm asking you to love your neighbors too. He's saying, you've heard it said, right? Don't, don't hurt your enemies or whatever, but I'm saying like you need to befriend. You need to forgive them. Um, you've heard it said that I don't want you to uh, commit adultery, but I'm saying even if you look at a woman with lust, uh, then you've committed adultery. So what Jesus is saying, if you're catching this, the Sermon on the Mount is, is amazing because it's Jesus simply saying this. The only thing I really, really care about is your heart. Because everything stems from what you say, what you do, how you act, your choices you make stem from your heart. So if your heart is not submitted to God, I can, like a prophet, tell you your life is not going to be submitted to God. And your life is not going to bear fruit for the kingdom. Because your heart, quite frankly, is not submitted to God. And the thing is, is like, I can, I can like all day, like church attendance, great. Glad to see you in church. I don't know what's going on in your heart. I could never look at, at, at you and say, like, I know for sure what's going on. Because who knows? Maybe you're, like, kind of living that double life. Like, act a certain way on Sunday, but you're, you're different in school. You're certainly different on Friday night. The words you use in church are not the words you use in school. I heard someone say this one time. Uh, there's a, there's a <laughs> in my youth group in Arkansas, there was this fight one night. And uh, it was very heated because uh, it was based on some very serious things. And, uh, and then I had a kid come to me after, and he was kind of trying to buddy up to me. He goes, I would never fight in church. And I was like, you really should, like, never fight? I mean, like, I would never cuss in church. <laughs> so what? You walk outside the church doors, and you just let it fly, and it's okay? Like, God's like, no, nah, you're not in church. It's okay. Go ahead, buddy. Like, that's not authentic Christianity, Right? And so here's, here's what I'm not interested in. You'll never hear me say this. Like, make sure you behave in church and save the fights and the cussing for outside the church walls. Behave however you want at home. I'm not interested in that. If you've heard anything from me, you've heard, man, let's just submit ourselves to God. Let's have faith in him, and let's live God-honoring lives. Not The God-honoring lives aren't like so we can earn our way into heaven. He gave us heaven as a free gift. He gave us salvation and forgiveness as a free gift and so we ought to be, out of an overflow of all that, living graciously and God-honoring. So what I want to do right now is I want to cap off the whole series. So we've started, we started talking about phones. We've talked about entertainment choices. We've talked about social media. We've talked about all those kinds of... We've talked about time spent on apps. We've talked about the content that we're taking in in apps. Remember, we had that illustration last week where our, our heart kind of gets mucked up with all these different colors, and it kind of becomes murky. And so what we want to do is... is and hear me. Like, I have Netflix, right? I have social media profiles. What I'm saying is our dominant amount of time Right? Our focus and our foundation needs to be on Scripture, not in TikTok and Netflix. Now, if you're here and you're like, I don't really care about reading the Bible, and I super care about TikTok and Netflix, I can't change your mind. Like I said, it's a heart decision. Right? I can't, I can't make you change your mind. What I can tell you is, over the course of my life, I've learned some lessons, and I've read some Scripture. 
and I've read the research, and the research is screaming at us, this generation is in trouble because they've grown up as digital natives, meaning you've always been really good at phones and technology and all that kind of stuff, and you're lacking in your personal relationships. And so here's what I'm after. I don't know if you've noticed, this has been less of a sermon and more of me just kind of giving you some advice. I've got nothing but the best at heart for you. I love you. I want the best for you. I want y'all to grow up to be like the most amazing human beings ever. Following Christ, right? All that kind of stuff. I want y'all to be leaders in your communities when you're adults. But the thing that's going to trip you up the most is, is technology if you're not discerning. If you're not discerning, okay? So I want to put some like application on this. And I don't need you to answer. This is not for you to answer out loud. Hear me? We all agree? No yes or no. No like, well, let me think about how to answer. These are four questions. They're gut check questions for you to think about and just kind of take into account. So first, are you tempted to say things online that you would never say in person? And I want you to deal with that. Are you tempted to say things online that you would never say in person? Maybe ask yourself why. Ask yourself why you won't talk about that person in that way to their face. And if that would even be helpful or edifying or God-honoring. Ask, ask yourself what people think your whole life is about based on the words that you use. Right? If, if people get around you for two weeks, they got a pretty good idea of who you, What do you think people think about when they think about you? Second, do you mindlessly scroll for hours on end? And is that growing you, or is that taking away? I think it's pretty easy to say. Some of us would say, like, well, it's not bad. It's not illegal. We already talked about that, right? It doesn't mean that it's good just because it's not illegal, right? Well, it's not sinful for me to have TikTok. Correct. Agree. But if you scroll for hours, hours, and on end, what we're saying is, is that you probably have made that your, your king and your lord in some ways. Okay? Third, are you tempted to watch porn? This is a big one. And I know some of you are like, oh, he said that word. I refuse to not talk about it because it is probably the most dangerous thing on technology and probably will be for the rest of your life, okay? Let me tell you how real this is, okay? I know plenty people who are literally addicted to it. I know plenty people who are literally addicted to it and are ruining their families and are kissing everything goodbye that they built and they stood for. Um, I will be just super transparent with you and say I had a conversation with uh, an old friend this week and his life is ruined because of some decisions that his uh, wife made behind his back related to technology. Ruined. Marriage over. After 15 years. Ruined. Children. Everything. And uh, this is someone that I love, right? 
and I'm watching this person from a distance because we live far away from each other, and I'm like, man, I just want to be there to help them, right? Life ruined. Now, some of you, this is hitting really close to home, either because you're, you are watching porn or your family has been torn apart by these kinds of things, right? And you know how tough and difficult this can be. If I can just say it this clearly, it is one of the most dangerous things possible for you to be involved in, and you should run from it. It will tear your life apart. It will tear you. It's not that big of a deal, Mark. It's just, you know, it's just kind of whatever. It will tear your life apart from the inside out. And when I say the inside out, I mean your brain is chemically connected to porn in ways when you go back to it and you go back to it and you go back to it and you become in a relationship with porn instead of like your future spouse. Let me tell you, it is dangerous and you're crushing your life from the inside out. It is, it is sinful and it is like the farthest thing from wise. If you have dreams of having like a healthy marriage one day, run from pornography. Leave it there. Fourth, do you listen to music or watch movies or shows that don't honor God? And these are these are a little more difficult because some of you are like, I mean, yeah, but is it that big of a deal? It's like, okay, okay. Here's what happens, okay? I'm just telling you this is what happens in my life. When I watch all of that stuff, you know what ends up happening to my mind? I get further and further and further away from the cross. I want to be closer and closer and closer to the cross. Teenagers have a habit of asking, well, like, how much can I do and still be a Christian? How much can I do without sinning? How much can I do? And here's what I want you to do. Instead of saying, like, you know, like, I want, like okay, so I'm kind of far from the cross. Can I be just a little further from Jesus? Can I, be, can I just take one more step? Why would we want to distance ourselves from Jesus and focus on things that, that dishonor God? Why would we want to do that? It's just not wise. It's just not wise. The key word here is boundaries. We all need healthy boundaries in our lives. And so um, some of you have uh, boundaries, rules, um, you know, curfews, uh, guidelines, expectations that your parents have set on you. Can I just have all eyes on me for a second? If your parents have set some of those guidelines, you should go home and thank them. You should even ask them why they set the guidelines that they did. I dare you. I dare you because they've got a better answer. Because here's what you think. You think sometimes that like, well, they just want to ruin my life. They just want, they think I'm always on my phone. No, 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 no. Your parents have the best of heart for you as well. And so what they're after is, man, I'm trying to protect you from some things. Some of you, your parents have given you a phone and they're like, have at it. Can I just suggest to you you should have some healthy boundaries that you enforce on yourself. Watch the screen time. Watch the content of what you're watching. Maybe don't get every social media profile. Don't, like, who cares about a Snapchat streak? Who cares about having the most followers? Like, that has been, like, researched and found to be damaging. Right? People are chasing after likes and follows and comments and internet clout, and it's leaving people, like, in the dust emotionally, feeling isolated, right? Damaged to like the ideas of comparison. I'm just telling you, okay? I'm asking you to consider some boundaries, okay? 
Now, I want to show you a quick video before we close. Uh, Band, why don't you go ahead and come on up, and uh, why don't you guys turn your attention to the screens. Hey, son. Hey. Did you get it all done? Yeah, that pre-calc assignment took a lot longer than I thought it would. Pre-calc. Speaking of math, you know what's odd to me? Numbers that aren't divisible by two. Why? Hey, you don't get it? Like, odd numbers aren't divisible no, no, by two. No, I, I got the joke, just why? Because it's funny. <laughs> Come on. You ready to turn on your phone? We'll pray. Dad, why do we keep doing this? I mean, I'm old enough now. You can trust me with this kind of stuff. Why are we doing this? Okay, um, good question. Phones are great. They really are. But they can also be a distraction and a temptation. And so me, taking your phone at night, is not some my house, my rules kind of thing. I'm trying to help you develop good habits. you got to know this. There's... There's a battle going on, son. A battle for the allegiance of your soul, your heart, and your mind. And you don't ever age out of it. So we're just trying to better prepare you for a battle you're going to be fighting the rest of your life. I guess I get that, but... Dad, I'm not a kid anymore. You can trust me. I don't even trust myself. to put trust in our parents and guidelines. I know that every family's different, right? Some of you are like, you don't even know my parents. And I, and I, I, get, I get that. I get difficult stories at home, deal with those stories all, all the time. But here's, here's what I'm asking you. As far as it's up to you, will you consider the boundaries that you need to put in place, right? That video hit the nail on the head for me, right? I don't even trust myself. I have men in my life who ask me all the hard questions. So if you're thinking like, oh, well, he's the pastor, like he's got all this. Nope. I have men who look at me and say like, hey, you treating your wife okay? You looking at anything online you shouldn't? I have those men, like they have open, openness to my heart and they can ask that anytime they want. Okay? So don't ever think this is like adults telling students how to act. This is someone who's just had a little bit more life on me and I just want to give you the best advice I can, okay? I'm going to pray. I'm going to hand it off to the band, and I want us to just uh, take some time and worship to respond. Heavenly Father, we live in a broken world with all sorts of temptations, all sorts of things that kind of pull at us. But this group of students right here is going to grow up to be a group of students that years down the road has boundaries and has a healthier and more fruitful life because 
of the, of the very things we talked about tonight. So I, I pray that they would be smart enough to take it into consideration right now and apply it right now. I pray that you would give them wisdom and boldness to put restrictions on themselves where restrictions haven't even been put on themselves so that our eyes can be focused on you and our heart, which is the wellspring of life, can be clean and pure and devoted to you only. It's in your name we pray.